0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the CDL podcast channel. In this episode today, uh, I'm going to be going over my predictions for the Pro-Am Classic this weekend for the CDL, uh, as well as a couple little roster changes for some teams, maybe some temporary, some permanent, uh, heading into the weekend and offering up my predictions for who's going to make it out of the pools, who's potentially going to win the event, who we're going to see in the grand finals, uh, and all that. I'm excited to get into that uh, we're also going to talk about those roster changes like i mentioned maybe talk about berlin control being added in a couple game tweaks but gonna maybe keep this one a little bit shorter uh have a lot more to talk about after the weekend of matches and we get to finally see some more call of duty and analyze it so excited to finally get to watch some actual competitive matches again this midseason lull has not been a good one for me uh it's just kind of boring uh, with no Call of Duty uh, on the landscape. Not as much to talk about, and I've missed doing some podcasts. Uh, we are going solo today. Uh, Kyle's been a little busy as of late, so go show Kyle some love on Twitter. Tell him that we miss him, because uh, I sure miss him. I know you guys are going to miss him, but going to be flying solo for a little bit here. Um, potentially going to have a guest on here and there, uh, but I don't think it'll be the last of Kyle we see here for a little bit. So uh, no Kyle, maybe for the next few weeks at least, but he'll be back, I'm sure. Um And you guys go send him some love on Twitter uh, because we miss him. I miss him. You miss him. I know it. Um, But before uh, we get into the predictions, like I said, we're going to talk about some roster changes. Kind of a lot of them, actually. Uh, We expected at least a few coming into the midseason break because, I mean, let's face it, uh, a lot of these teams did need roster changes. Some of them could potentially be temporary. We'll get into those. Uh, The first one being Minnesota. Obviously, this one not temporary. Uh, They took out Major Maniac, subbed in Havoc. Kind of an odd roster change because that leaves the roster at Attach, Priesta, Standy, and Havoc. Uh, And if you guys know anything about these players or if you're newer, they don't have a traditional main AR on their team. Uh, Attach, for most of his career, has been a sub. Uh, Some people like to view him as a flex as of lately, uh, but that's the closest he would get to a main AR. Uh, Priesta, at times, has been a sub in his career, like in Black Ops 4, but is most... uh, mostly known for being a flex i would say Standy has always been a true sub havoc's always been a true sub so on this team really they have uh two for sure true subs and then two guys that have run a sub and run a flex but nobody that's ever really run a main ar uh so attach probably going to slide to that role um if not priesta those guys can both kind of use an ar and like we know in this game most maps are going to be two ars anyways uh and either of them could pull out that third sub so i'm interested to see how this goes uh Kind of odd, I thought, that they subbed out Major Maniac. Uh, we knew it had to be Major Maniac or Priestow, one of the two, because uh, Standy seems to be the guy that they want to roll with as like their young gun going forward. So uh, regardless of how he was playing, they probably weren't going to bench him. Uh, and then Attach is kind of the other face of their franchise, the veteran, a uh, very popular player. Kind of knew that they weren't going to bench him uh, either. So those two were pretty safe, and then it kind of came down to Priestow and Major Maniac. Personally, I thought Major Maniac is actually even better this year. Um, but I guess maybe they didn't want to continue to be such a slow team. Cause you know, in the past they kind of have been uh, a pretty slow team. So maybe they wanted to speed things up and they figure with Priesta in there, they can uh, maybe play a little faster if they have him or attached in the main AR uh, things would just speed up a little bit just because uh, major maniac tends to be a little bit of a slower player, uh, which isn't necessarily too bad of a knock on him because I do think he's a fantastic player. Um, but I'm interested to see how this roster shakes out and we'll get uh, maybe a little more into them when we do our predictions for the pools, another roster changing, uh, Havoc goes on Minnesota. His teammate from Challengers Kismet goes to New York. Uh, New York subs out Neptune and they put in Kismet. This isn't really much of a shock. Um, New York was probably bound to sub out Neptune unless there was absolutely no option. It didn't seem like things were going well and as Krim kind of aired out uh, on his stream, things definitely weren't going well. Uh, He Talked about it on Twitter a little bit, too. They just didn't get along. Like It was just bad vibes all around. So a change needed to happen. Uh, and obviously, Hydro wasn't getting dropped, kind of like the standy thing. He is the the player that they view as their franchise player. Krim, I mean, it's Krim. He's probably not going to get dropped unless he's playing absolutely horrible. Uh, and then Paul, uh, the new pickup, he looked very good when they picked him up. So they probably weren't going to drop him. And Neptune's kind of the odd man out. Uh, Kismet, we've seen him in the league before. He's been around for a good bit now. Uh, always been a very good submachine machine gun player. Uh, Maybe just a little more consistency for this team will really help them out. Uh, So I'm excited to see them play as well. I do think they probably improve from this because I don't know that Kismet is necessarily like head and shoulders a better player than Neptune by any means, but we know like I don't think there's a massive difference in skill level between the two of them. I don't think one's clearly better or worse than the other uh, in terms of just pure raw skill. But I think Kismet is maybe more moldable to to Krim's system. It sounds like Krim and Neptune just didn't get along and the whole team just didn't want to play together, which... Even, we know, if even if it's a super talented team and they just don't want to play together, things just aren't going to work out. Uh, so maybe bringing Kisman in here and him buying into Krim's system and everybody getting along will help them out. Uh, and I'm expecting them to have uh, a lot better year going forward. Harry's in for Gizmo. Uh, now we're into kind of the two roster moves that are potentially more temporary. Uh, Harry subbing in for Gizmo uh, for the London Royal Ravens. Gizmo, maybe not necessarily like an issue with his performance and them wanting to bench him. Sounds more like he potentially has some personal issues, some family issues going on at home, so uh, he was headed back home to take care of those, some mental health stuff. So, obviously, shout out to Gizmo. We hope that he's doing well. We hope that uh, everything goes well for him. Hope this little break helps him to get in a better mental state. Hopefully, he gets everything sorted away at home. Obviously, don't want to wish any ill will on a player, no matter what our thoughts on them as a player are. We obviously um, hope he's doing great, so... Hopefully this little break helps him reset, helps him get back in rhythm. Because, I mean, man, when we saw Gizmo early in the year in that Stage 1, the qualifiers leading up to Stage 1, he was a potential MVP candidate, like Rookie of the Year frontrunner, because he played incredible. Uh, And then at Major 1, we saw him kind of struggle. And then since then, it's been a little bit of a struggle for him. And uh, maybe that has a lot to do with the kind of off-the-game stuff. So hopefully everything goes well for him. Harry subbing in. We know Harry, incredibly talented player. He was on that Toronto Ultra EU team uh, as a loan over to them. And they finished second at the Minnesota Challenger Major, so obviously a good player. Kind of sucks for Toronto Ultra EU, though, because they're obviously one of the Challenger teams at the Pro-Am, and last minute they have to get a fill-in, which they already have, but obviously they've been practicing with this roster for so long they weren't expecting to have a fill-in to come to the Major, so it kind of sucks for them, and sucks that we don't get to maybe see one of the academy teams at their full potential, but it's a great opportunity for Harry. Obviously he has to go play for a pro team if he has that chance. Um, especially a pretty darn good one like london so excited to see him in there uh, and then general was subbed in for optic this one obviously also uh, not going to be long term by any means has a lot less of a chance to be long term than the london one uh illy has like some kind of thumb issue he has like a little bit of like a bubble or something built up under his thumb um where it's causing him to maybe have some pain or discomfort while he's playing i believe they said it was on his right thumb uh and it makes sense to sit him down, try to get him healthy, and try to get that all figured out ahead of major three in the qualifiers because, yeah, these matches are definitely something that's could be pretty important, to, especially your bottom line and your salary because, uh, obviously, it was 25 a player, I'm pretty sure, for first, so a, g- a good bit of money uh, on the line. But no CDL points, so technically in terms of the CDL year, not nearly as important as the majors are because uh, this one does have anything to do with qualifying for champs. Um, just has a lot to do with helping out your pockets if you're able to finish pretty well in it. So general sub in for optic. This is a weird one, obviously, because we know general plays the main AR uh, and so does dashy. So assuming they're gonna be trying to play no Bocage, trying to play like every two AR map. Although I mean, a lot of teams do use two ARs on Bocage now. Uh, they're probably gonna be trying to have everything uh, be a two AR map so that way general and dashy can both run the AR. Uh, I still think that Optic has a pretty good chance to to perform decent in this tournament because General is a very good player. Uh, They still have Skump, Shotzi, and dashy three incredibly talented players, and General is no slouch himself. So uh, I do think that this team could still perform very well. Uh, Maybe takes them out of the running for being the winning team, in my opinion, just because it's very hard to win without your starting roster. Uh, I say that immediately after we just saw a team do that with a substitute, Uh, so anything's possible. But don't think a substitute team is going to win in back-to-back tournaments, especially in single elimination when there's absolutely no mistakes you can make. Uh, with a fill-in, that would be very tough. Uh, last thing before we get into predictions, Berlin Control added in ranked play and added into uh, the CDL rotation. Uh, I'm very glad to see this. I don't know that the map is like absolutely amazing, but we needed a third map. We can't just have the two maps so that way, like, whoever has the advantage just gets to veto out the one map and gets to pick the control. That's like a crazy advantage to have. Uh, Now I like that both teams get to potentially get rid of a control that they don't like. Uh, And then we have a little bit wider map pool. We don't have to always watch the same maps. Like, it just adds one more map to change it up. I do think it's better than Gav uh, playing it. I've only played it probably like five times total in rank play, so I definitely like don't have the map down to a science by any means, but I do think it seems a little more balanced and a little easier to capture the points. Uh, the A site is in P2 of hardpoint, and then the B site's over in P1, uh, and it seems like it's... Difficult to capture them, but it's almost like in hard point when you get a full wipe over at that P one control point It's pretty easy to cap it because they're spawning in the back uh, of p3 So you can kind of spawn kill them. It's not terribly hard to capture it Uh, And then same thing with uh, the p2 point, uh, which I believe is a control uh that's not terribly difficult to capture as long as you get a wipe of kills like there's a lot of doors and like windows and like you can go from the two staircases or jump over the railing up top uh, or come in the street door so there's like a lot of different places you can push from but overall like decently easy to capture so i feel like it's a little more balanced map it certainly is more balanced uh, in terms of offensive defense than gavutu so that's that's good Uh, Because we like to watch a control map where it's actually possible to win on offense. uh, Where Gavutu seems almost impossible sometimes. So excited for Berlin control to be added. um, And excited to see how much they play this weekend. I could see a lot of teams using this as a weekend to trial map pools and stuff. So we might actually potentially see a lot of Berlin this weekend between the pro teams. Uh, That's about it for news and roster stuff I wanted to discuss. So we will just jump right on into predictions. Uh, There's not like a full-on... bracket that the cdl posted because it is like the old school tournaments if you're if you're new and you're a fan that's just become a fan since the cdl era uh a little bit new here we have, finally have some like pool play type stuff which is uh something we haven't really had we kind of had like a mini version of it sort of in modern warfare with the home series but not really at all um but what i'm gonna do for predictions here is i'm just gonna go through the groups maybe offer where i think they're gonna finish one through four and then uh, potentially say who I think is uh, gonna maybe be in our finals or something. Uh, we don't really have a bracket in the way they shake out. We just know that it goes into single elimination. Um, group A, Phase Surge, Strike X, and Subliners. Uh, I have the Challengers' rosters up here to remind me so I don't forget. Uh, the Strike X roster is Gunsy, Ramby, Fire, and Silly. This was like a pickup team uh, at the Challengers event. I know they weren't like planning to go. I know Fire said like. It was a last minute thing. Silly said they weren't screaming for how long, uh, but kind of two memes of the CDL, fire and Silly teaming up. Uh, Gunsy and Rambi are also guys that have been around for a while, uh, a team of kind of veterans in the scene uh, in a way, or at least players that have been playing for a little bit. Uh, and they find themselves in a group with Phase Surge, and Toronto. So yeah. Um, Toronto, not technically a roster change that we've announced, at least to the point where I'm recording this, but we know what they're capable of. Like Even if they've struggled a ton, we know the players in the team are very talented. They could turn it around at any moment. Uh, obviously, we know who FaZe are, one of the most dominant teams in Call of Duty history, and we know Surge, kind of a up-and-down, up-and-down year for them, but we know that the talent is there. Um, I think we're probably bound to see at least one of the teams from the challengers make it out of pools. Uh, the top two teams in each pool advance to an eight-team single elimination bracket. Uh, I feel like I'm going to go with FaZe finishing first in this pool because it's FaZe. It's very hard to bet against them. In terms of who I think is going to be second, my gut is telling me to lean towards Surge because I feel like right now uh, they're the better team than Ultra. But once again, this is going to be such a tough tournament to predict because like the last time we saw Ultra, they looked pretty terrible and the last time we saw surge before mac got sick they looked very very good but it's been so long since we've seen that like that was literally a month ago and there's been a lot of practice teams could have gotten worse teams could have gotten better uh maybe some teams have figured out their map pool expanded it Uh, maybe ultras improved at hardpoint like we just don't know so it's really tough to predict i'm gonna go with seattle just because of the form we've seen them and this couldn't make me look really dumb. I just don't think Strike X is going to be able to make it out. Uh, I'm looking more towards maybe the uh, Ultra Academy teams, specifically the NA, since they were the first place finish. And I do feel like their group is a little more vulnerable. But for Strike X, I just think this group is too tough to make it out of because I do think although Toronto and Seattle have been inconsistent, Toronto definitely more inconsistent this year than Seattle. Uh, I feel like both of them are very talented teams that. At any moment, could turn around. Like if if Toronto was to turn around and finish like top four at this event, it wouldn't surprise me. And the same thing uh, with Seattle, if they were to you know pick up where they left off before Matt got sick and were able to kind of get in good shape, I wouldn't be absolutely surprised uh, to just see them kind of turn around. At least not like win an event or anything, but it, at least uh, at least show that level of consistency we saw for a little bit in that run of major two before Matt got sick and they almost beat Phase. But I wouldn't be shocked uh, to see either of them come out. I'm just going to say I'm picking Phase first, Surge second, Ultra third, and Strike X last because I do think we're going to see some improvement from Ultra, but I don't know that it's going to be near enough uh, to see them make it out of their group. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it because you guys know uh, I've always been kind of a, a supporter of Ultra and I really like that team. Uh, and hopefully Ultra has at least one team make it out. I mean, they've got three of the 16 teams in this tournament. Uh, okay. Go into look at group B we've got a quite an interesting group it's Florida Rocker Optic Texas and Toronto Ultra Academy EU uh, and the reason I say this is such an interesting group is first of all you've got Florida who obviously started to look a little bit better at the major then kind of you know fizzled out a little bit on Sunday uh, Minnesota who's coming into this tournament with a roster change the first time we're gonna see that roster play and then Optic who's also coming with a new roster because uh Illy Illy's unable to play, and General is filling in for him, like we mentioned. And then Ultra Academy EU also coming in with a new roster uh, because Harry is going to fill in for London. So uh, a player named Rafi, who I'm going to be honest, I don't really know anything about, uh, joined the roster. So this makes it very, very interesting uh, in this group because it's basically Florida with a consistent roster. And then the other three teams are all coming in with roster changes. Oh man, I just don't know where to go with this one. I I do think Toronto Ultra Academy EU have a legit chance to make it out in this bracket simply because Minnesota is coming fresh off a roster change. Like a lot of times we see honeymoon periods, but it's also very possible that we see them just struggle a little bit to mesh early and it takes a little time. So maybe they're not ready. Uh, we could easily see Optic potentially lose to them because, you know, General's a good player, but uh, it's tough to come in with a, a substitute, uh, even though LAG made it look easy and they won the event. Uh, Optic is not as much of a shoe-in. Like if Optic had their normal roster, just like I said with FaZe, I would have just picked them to be number one in this bracket because it was definitely the safe pick, uh, or in this pool, excuse me. I would have picked them to be number one because it would be the safe pick with how good Optic's been all year, but they don't have their normal roster, so it's now a little bit of a question mark. And then Florida. Uh, they looked really good at times during that major too, but at the same time, we know how Florida is. Like They always back-to-back 3-0 teams, and we think they're so good, and then out of nowhere, they just flop uh, because that's just the nature of Florida. They tend to just randomly struggle like crazy against teams that they should beat, so this is a really toss-up pool to me as well. I think I'm still going to say Optic's going to make it out because I do have faith I still think Shotzi is the best player uh, in this group. I think Shotzi and Dashi are potentially the two best players in this group. I think that'll be enough to carry them at least out of their pool. I don't know how far they'll make it past that, but I do think they'll get out of their pool. And then the other one is honestly a toss-up to me. Uh man, I just I really want to pick one of the challenger teams to make it out. Uh, because I feel like it's lame if I don't, but I just I just can't see it being Ultra Academy EU. I think they have a chance. But I really think it's going to be a toss-up between Florida and Minnesota. Uh, I'm going to go bold. I'm going to say Optic's going to finish first, Minnesota second, Florida third, and Ultra Academy EU fourth. Uh, I do really like Florida, but I feel like Honeymoon Period might kick in for Minnesota, and they're maybe going to be able to take out Florida. That could be an absolutely atrocious pick. Like I said, uh, we've seen nothing of this roster, and Florida has shown flashes, so That pick could end up looking stupid. Another thing is there's no crowd factor at this tournament because I believe it's just played in like an empty uh, land center. So no crowd factor to help out Optic uh, or potentially help out other teams that um, people may get behind like they did for LAG at the Minnesota Major. Uh, But yeah, I'm going to go Optic 1, Minnesota 2, Florida 3, Ultra Academy EU. Uh, four but my confidence level on that uh, pool right there is about a one out of ten i feel uh, not confident at all in that going into group c man it's another tough cluster because we've got london royal ravens la thieves new york subliners and team war all three of our pro teams coming uh with changes into this tournament technically la thieves don't have a roster change but they have a role swap uh, with Kenny and Draza switching roles, subliners have Kismet switching in for Neptune, and then London has Harry coming in for Gizmo. So another just absolute question mark. Like we could we could review this podcast after the tournament, and I wouldn't be shocked if I didn't place a single team in the right spot. Uh, besides, I'd be pretty shocked if FaZe didn't finish first in their group. Uh, but looking at the rest of this, I would be absolutely shocked if uh, I get any of these pools right because of how tough it's going to be. Uh, I feel pretty good about the Thieves with their roster change, but at the same time, they went 0-5 in the the qualifiers for Major 2 and were only able to win one match, and that was against New York. Uh, London looked very shaky at the Major, and New York got double first-rounded. So these are three teams all coming off a very, very shaky performance in Major 2. Uh, And then the roster of Team War is in uh, European roster with Denza, Maple, Wardy, and Weeman. Uh, we've seen Weeman have a lot of success. I believe he had a pretty good run at, uh, Black Ops Four champs. Uh, and then Maple, Denza, they've been around for a while. I'm not too familiar with Wardy, but I know Maple, Denza have been around for just a little bit here, at least. Uh, this is a tough one because I do feel like this is another another spot where Team War has an opportunity. But at the same time, the caliber of players, London, we've seen them be a top three team pretty much all year. Uh, we've seen LA Thieves look really, really good early on. And then in Major 2, just plummet and fall back down to earth and really, really struggle. Uh, and then we've seen New York be the worst team in the game by far. Uh, show some improvement and then kind of bottom out at the second Major Oh boy, is this where I pick uh team war? That uh bottom group D bracket is looking really really good uh to potentially move Ultra Academy NA forward since they were the winner. I'm not going to go with a team uh a challenger team in group C either. I just can't do it. Uh it's going to look really sad and really bad for me if I don't pick a single challenger team to make it out, but with the way these brackets shaped up, it's so weird. Like I just I think that if you were to throw um Anybody else? Maybe. Oh, I don't know. If you were to throw like, maybe like a Paris in this one, and I was like, you know what? I can see Team War upsetting one of these other teams and moving on, uh, which is kind of what I think might happen with Toronto Ultra, uh, uh, Toronto Ultra Academy NA. Um, I could see a way that Team War makes it out because I do like the EU players and I like some of the players in this team. Especially we Man. I know that guy uh, has a tendency to make runs uh, in some tournaments and he's a very good player. Uh, I know, obviously, their team is very good if they finish top four there at Minnesota. But I think I'm going to stick with my gut. I think Thieves are going to finish first in this bracket. I don't know why. I think they're going to come out with some fire, come out improved. I think they're going to finish first in this group. And I think I'm going to go with london finishing second i know it sounds odd gizmo is getting subbed out but you know maybe his head just wasn't in the game we know harry's a very good player he qualified with that uh, ultra academy eu team in second place for a reason for this tournament i think they're going to come out with some fire with some good practice they said their practice has been poor uh pretty much all of major two and i think that now that they know that and they've addressed that it's going to improve i think they're going to finish second i think new york are maybe going to have a potentially disappointing tournament finish in third and team war in fourth i know that's Three straight times now I picked the Challengers team to come in fourth. It's not going to come true. I'm not going to do it in Group D. Uh, I definitely could see a path where War actually do make it out. Like I said, I could see a path. I, I don't really see Strike X making it out. And I think it's maybe unlikely EU, uh, Toronto Ultra Academy, EU make it out. But I can see a path with Optic having a sub, Minnesota new roster, and Florida being inconsistent. I definitely see a path there. I also see a path for Team War because London has a substitute player in. They haven't looked great uh subliners have a new player in you know they haven't looked great this year then thieves looked horrible in major two but doing a role swap so like i said with how much inconsistency we've seen from all three pro teams in this bracket i see a a path for war to make it but i'm just not ready to to call it because i do think all three of these pro teams have a lot of talent Uh, so we're going thieves first Ravens second subliners third war fourth and now we get into group d boston breach la gorillas paris legion toronto ultra academy north america feel like this is pretty intentional that uh toronto ultra academy na is in this bracket because it feels like the most winnable one and they're obviously uh probably the favorite challenger team coming in since they're the one that won the tournament they feature Hixie mohawk scrappy and vickle um vickle i believe from spain uh and then Hixie is over from the uk i believe uh mohawk from canada and then scrappy from the u.s so kind of representing four different nations there. Uh, Vickle is like regarded as one of the the hottest prospects I know. He's been very good since he came over to the NA, um, NA region. Obviously, Scrappy, there's a lot of talk about him after all of his trash talk uh, at the Challenger event, and he was basically like the MVP of that event. Mohawk's been around. He won Challenger Champs uh, last year, I believe, and he's been a very good player for the past couple of years. And then Hicksey, obviously, we know, sub for Toronto Ultra and another very good player. So this team is very good. Uh the part where I struggle here is, I've kind of been a Boston breach hater all year, but they continue to be successful, so it's not really a legitimate like point to have, if that makes sense. Um, and with LAG, like I could see a world where you know maybe the Volk being banned hurts Spart, although they still looked really good in Search and Destroy. So I can see a pathway where LAG could still be really good, but I could also see them kind of struggle with the switch to Spart and you know figuring out the Volk meta um but at the same time maybe they've improved their respawn from where it was i just simply can't see them being as good at search as they were in major two because they were literally historically great at search and destroy it's almost going to be impossible to ever match what they did uh so it's a tough prediction to make because i see a world where pretty much every team but paris makes it out of this bracket now watch i'll say that paris will actually make it out um but I'm gonna pick Paris to come in last just because like it feels like low-hanging fruit and like it's a, a time to make a bold prediction on Toronto Ultra Academy NA. Uh, I'm picking them to come in second. I gotta pick a challenger team to come out, I gotta go bold. Can't be boring and have them all come in fourth. I'm gonna say Boston finish in first, the Ultra Academy NA finishes in second, Gorillas third, Legion fourth. And I know in the comments, don't roast me too hard, don't rage at me. I know it sounds stupid to pick the defending champs to finish in third. I think this is a situation where they actually look really good i think they smoke paris i think they probably go game five with breach uh and go game five with ultra academy na i think they just potentially lose a couple close maps and since this tournament is set up very odd where only the top two teams make it out i think uh, i can see a world where lag go like one and two with like a seven and nine map count or uh, that doesn't make any sense like a seven and eight map count uh, even like a 7-7 seven and seven map count. Like, they're going to have a very good map count, but just end up being 1-2, and two and they only get their win against Paris. Just because... Uh, man, this is like three toss-up teams. I mean, Ultra Academy NA are the best challenger team. Uh, Gorillas are very good, but, you know, I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up that search-and-destroy performance. I think they're going to be good in the long run this year. Uh, I just don't know that I have faith in them to continue that search performance. And I don't know if I, I feel... Like, I can rely on them and respawn. Uh, the more I talk about it, though, I'm kind of second-guessing my decision. I kind of want to put Gorillaz in, in second and Ultra Academy NA A in third. Mm, I think I might do that. I think I might say I actually am boring. Go back on my word. You can call me boring in the comments. Uh, I'm going to put Toronto, Ultra Academy in third, Paris in fourth, uh, Gorillaz in second, and then Boston Breach in first and be boring. I'm going to pick all the the challenger teams to get eliminated in the pools. Uh, It's 100% not going to happen. So right now, if you're still listening at this point, I want you to comment down below which one, which two, which three, which, uh, if you think all four are making it out, comment that. But which one, maybe two, maybe even three teams uh, of the challenger teams do you think are going to make it out? Because I'm pretty much guaranteed to be wrong. And there's always bound to be an upset and bound to be some team uh, that ends up making it out. So comment down below which team you think that's going to be. I will say uh, in terms of likeliness, I think it's most likely going to be uh, Ultra NA, Ultra EU, then War, and then Strike X. I think War and uh, the Ultra EU are kind of almost equally as likely because I like their matchups in their pools and I think their pools are pretty wide open. Uh, however, I have maybe a little bit less confidence in War because I think their pool is a little bit more consistently strong with all the roster changes and like weird things going on in Group B, especially with the strongest team in that group in Optic. But at the same time, there's a lot of roster changes going on going on in group C as well with Ravens and subliners so who knows uh I'm excited to watch this weekend going into who I think is going to win the event I think like I said with Optic being one of the top teams and having a question mark uh you got Minnesota with a change Florida being inconsistent you got Ravens with a change Thieves with a change subliners with a change uh Gorillas still working in Spart even though they won the event like Phase are like the one consistent team i guess they technically have a role swap with selling but that's not really any major deal at all uh you probably won't see a difference so i'm gonna pick phase to win i know that's kind of boring but i feel like you could have maybe picked optic coming in but it's hard to pick them now with the change so i'm picking phase to win uh i feel like i could see them matching up with uh a team like i don't know if optics can be able to make the run with the sub i can't really see minnesota making the run who i picked to get out uh I'm gonna say we're gonna see like a phase Boston or a phase thieves something like that like some some odd team like a thieves a Boston uh, or a London something like that uh, versus phase in the finals. I do think phase is gonna make it. Uh, the one thing I really like about phase is I think that they're able to beat ultra because of the response think they're able to beat strike x because they're just a more talented team uh surge seemed to have their number so i could see a a world where phase finishes second in their pool but i think phase is going to make it out and one thing about them is they're not a slow starting team they don't tend to struggle early on in tournaments and ever really get knocked down too much so i feel like a single elimination tournament really favors them and how consistent they really are so i'm picking phase to win i'm gonna say it's gonna be a phase versus like a breach or one of the la teams or something like one of those other pro teams uh, but it's so hard to predict right now with uh, with the way things are shaking out and how many changes there are. But I'm very excited to watch this weekend. Uh, we've got the matches starting on Thursday. Uh, they go through Friday. And then uh, I believe on Saturday starts the quarterfinals. And then Sunday has the two semifinal matches and the grand finals match because it's only single elimination. So I'm very excited to watch. Uh, if you guys are excited to watch, drop a comment down below uh, drop your thoughts down below on who you think is going to make it out of each group. Um, obviously this was a solo pod. Like I said, might be a couple solo pods here to come out, uh, come out the next few weeks and maybe we'll have some special guests on and stuff, uh, introduce some new people to the community. But, uh, for right now, no Kyle for just a little bit here. Probably. Um, like I said, I don't know if Kyle's going to be listening in on this one, but if he is Kyle, we miss you. We love you. Um, if you guys are listening, Go drop a tweet at Kyle on Twitter or something. Say you miss him. Say you love him um, because we really appreciate uh, Kyle being on for so many episodes, but a little busy time in Kyle's life right now. um, And he just unable to record right now, but he'll be back soon. I'm sure Uh, we greatly miss him. Like I said, Uh, so go show Kyle some love on Twitter. We're going to show him some love uh, in a little tweet. We post uh, for the podcast being live like we always do. So if you guys enjoyed this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. Like I said, comment down below your thoughts on where teams are going to finish this weekend. Uh, this has been Ryan with the CDL Podcast. Um, excited to get you guys a little bit of a shorter episode. If you kind of like this more short-form episode, let me know. But I'm excited to watch this matches uh, this weekend, and I will see you next week for the reactions to this pro Classic. Thank you for watching, and have a great day, everyone.